Hey all, welcome to a very interesting episode on our podcast, Life's Multiverse. Today, we're finally talking about AI. And if you're not terrified yet, you should be soon. Because we're going to talk about all doomsday scenarios and all the possibilities of the future of AI. I'll talk about my experience with artificial intelligence, being a computer scientist myself, and having extensive research about AI. Where I witnessed the rise of artificial intelligence from the early days until now. And I can make some predictions about the future. So if you're wondering and asking yourself, will AI be the solution for all our problems? Or will it be the biggest problem that humanity will ever face? Then you came to the right place and I'll tell you everything you need to know about that. So tune in and let's start our episode. Let me first start with a small introduction about my modest experience with AI. I was introduced to AI early on in my university study. And to be specific, it was my third year when I was 20, meaning it was 10 years ago. And right around that time, AI development was having big leaps and huge progress. And at the same time, it was not visible to the public. And not too many people were talking about that, except us specialists. Well, I wouldn't consider myself a specialist at that time, but go with me on that for now. Because I was very enthusiastic about AI. And I decided that it's going to be my specialty at university. And this is what happened. But for now, I know that most of the listeners are non-technical, so before diving deeper, let me first explain what is artificial intelligence. People started writing computer code decades ago. And it worked as following. The programmer will provide the computer with the exact steps demonstrated in computer code on what the computer should do in order to solve a particular problem. This also means that all the possible cases and special conditions should be covered within this code in order for it to perform optimally. And as an example of that, let's imagine a simple program that calculates the average of some amount of numbers. And in order to achieve that, we need to go through two steps. First, to get the sum of the input numbers and then divide this sum by the count of those numbers. And this is what we call in computer science algorithm. And as I said, we need to take care of special cases, where in the case of we have zero numbers, we need to deal with that separately, because the normal path of the algorithm will give us undefined. So we need, for example, to stop the execution. And this is the general way we all learn programming and we write computer code. And let's call it the conventional programming. And as you might tell, In this way, the programmer needs to solve the problem before the computer and provide every possible scenario, so the computer will just repeat the steps following the programmer that provided to it in the form of computer code. So it's just simply repeating the programmer instructions. Nothing more and nothing less. And I provided a very simple example on calculating the average, but we can solve very complex problems and a huge amount of tasks using this method. And it's been working perfectly and I'm still using it in my day-to-day job. But here is the plot twist. This is not smart. This is dumb. Because what the computer doing is only repeating the steps after the programmer and doing the calculation faster and more efficiently than repeating it by hand by us every time. But then came a problem. 
People were too ambitious, and they found the computer very helpful in solving problems, and they wanted to delegate every possible problem that people could solve to computers in order to save time and money. But the challenge was that not every problem is possible to describe by an algorithm or by some particular code. Because, for example, let's take the simple case of identifying numbers from picture. Here I can tell the computer that number one looks just like a stick, and we know that pictures are pixels, so we can put a condition that every pixel should align on top of the other one. But what if we draw it by hand and it was a little bit tilted? Or someone gave the computer a flipped image? Here came the big challenge, and people realized that providing the computer with every possible scenario is just simply impossible because there are endless possibilities for problems in such case. Take let's say identifying the license plate of a car while it's moving. This is incredibly challenging because also not only the shape of the numbers will play a role, but also the lighting and the angle, the scale and everything. So this is just impossible to solve in the traditional way and people needed to think out of the box. And that's what they did. And here was the rise of the concept of machine learning, where people thought, what if we let the computer just learn similarly to what kids do in early ages, where kids don't have real instructions on how objects should like, they just see them in different shapes and forms and then they are able to generalize somehow. So what if we can let the computer do the same? And it was possible. And it was possible by the invention of something called neural networks, which are structures inside the computer that mimics the brain behavior, mimics how the human neurons work. And in this case, we only need to train the computer at first by providing it with as much data as possible on how this object will look like in different situations. And later on, the computer will make a judgment whether a new object looks like something similar to the one it trained on or not. And this method of machine learning is called supervised learning because in the first stage, we are supervising the computer and giving it the initial data set. And from this data, the computer will extract the necessary information and it will perform on its own in the future. And it had huge success. In the meantime, people found another way of machine learning, which is called unsupervised learning, which was also used with huge success in games, for example, like chess or Go, where the computer was provided only by the initial rules of the game of chess and it was learning it on its own without any supervision. And that was possible by letting the computer play itself. So the AI was playing against itself and learning from each game. And in just few hours, the AI was able to beat the most skilled human player of all time. And that was huge. Yes, let me repeat that. The AI was able to learn the game of chess by playing against itself in only four hours. And it reached the skill that beats the most skilled human player of all time. 
And logically, it was the exact same process that humans learn how to play chess. Because it's very well known that playing more games will give you more skill and experience. But the difference is that the computer was able to play a huge amount of games in no time because it's so fast, it's way faster than people and it does not require setting up the board, finding free time, finding another person to play against, it was just playing against itself. And the other scary part about these processes is that people don't even know how the computer is able to do that. They are just providing it with the necessary conditions and the computer is doing it on its own. Unlike the traditional way of programming where the programmer knows exactly what's happening inside the computer code in every single step. And for me, when I was learning that at university, it was mind-blowing because we can finally have something intelligent. So I focused on studying subjects related to artificial intelligence but at the same time, I didn't take it seriously as a career because in my region at that time in Syria, it was not profitable at all and no one was looking for artificial intelligence engineers. But given different circumstances or in a parallel universe, I would definitely go for it. I even used artificial intelligence in my university thesis by building a 3D scanner and later on by building an AI algorithm to restoring 3D images from 2D sketch. And the joy that I feel after building something with artificial intelligence is indescribable. It's very satisfying because the algorithm will solve problems that you are not able to solve it on your own, unlike the other ways of programming where we had to solve first the problem and provide the solution to the computer. Where in both my projects, the solution was not possible without using AI or even in the other situations, like I said, by beating the best human in chess, that's definitely not possible to achieve by any human. But at that time, most of these AI capabilities were unknown by the public or not really talked about. But despite that, AI algorithms were slowly and surely taking over and controlling the internet because most of the purchases you've made are most probably based on artificial intelligence algorithms recommendations. And most of the things that you are watching on the internet or you're clicking are recommended to you by AI. So it's already taking over, kind of. The only point is these algorithms are still kind of guided by the companies that they are running in. So AI here is not really performing on its own. That's why people were not taking things seriously. Until recently, the rise of the large language models, ChatGPT. This one took the word by surprise because it was not expected at all. Yes, even for the creators of it. They did not expect that the ChatGPT will perform this well in answering such variety of questions. And this is the thing, as I said, with AI. You cannot predict the results, even if you are the programmer. And first, when they were building the GPT models, they were built as language models responsible for words prediction. The task of this model is to predict the next word. This is what all it does. But when they trained the model on the data from the whole internet, 
The results were shocking. The model was able to answer very complicated questions and give well-articulate responses in an unpredictable way. And people were shocked. And companies started racing to make use of these new models to their own benefits. So we saw the AI industry booming recently with too many products, that many of them are super useful, and many of them are really weird. Like even they managed to create virtual girlfriends using AI, and many people are using that, where currently the app does not give a great experience, but I can see a future. We might even talk about it later. And here they started talking about AGI. And what is AGI? AGI stands for Artificial General Intelligence. And it's the humanity's biggest fear. And highest achievement if it was possible. The good news is that we are not there yet. The bad news is that we are very close. And let me explain what does it mean. As I said before, we had these machine learning algorithms and they were performing some tasks optimally. But the point is, these models were designed to perform one single thing. So the model that was designed to play chess was not able to recognize license plate number. So it could beat me at chess, but it cannot replace my job as a computer programmer. So I could feel safe as a computer programmer. Because if they were to build a model that will replace computer programmers, this is a very intricate task and it will require too many skills at the same time. Because you will need to communicate, understand the customer's need, deliver the required code, test it, and perform on different levels, which is not possible by a single model. Until the AGI. And here we can understand what is AGI. AGI is the general intelligence that could perform in anything. And people are very concerned about it these days because some of them see the chat GPT as the starting, like the early steps of general intelligence because it can answer a wide variety of questions from different domains. And this is a little bit scary. But for the trained person, they can understand that it's not there yet because it's just a little bit too stupid for general artificial intelligence. Well, not exactly stupid, but it doesn't pass the Turing test. And what is the Turing test? This is a very interesting thought experiment that many think that it will determine the moment we have AGI. And what is the test? Well, imagine you are sitting outside of a room and communicating with an entity inside a closed room. And this entity is unknown, whether it's human or computer. You can only send them messages or receive messages from them, nothing more. And the Turing test here is, can you, by communicating through messages with this entity, detect if it's a human or machine? And you are free to message whatever you want and analyze all the messages received. And based on that, you can determine. And when it reaches the point that you guess that the person inside the room is a human and it turns out that it's a machine, this means that the machine has passed the Turing test and it matches the human intelligence. Well, now not all scientists agree on this definition, but it's definitely very popular. But we can also understand that we are on the way there. 
Like, it's going to happen, and sooner than we think. Some people think that it might happen in the next five years. Therefore, many of the industry leaders were voting for halting and pausing the development of AI. Yes, things are that serious. But at the same time, it's believed that this process can never be stopped because every company is competing to achieve the AGI first to take the most profit. And when they asked the CEO of Google to stop developing AI, he said I can't because other companies won't stop and they will beat me to it, so it's just simply not possible. And why is that scary? Well, other than replacing our jobs, there are too many consequences. As some people also refer to AGI as a singularity. And what does a singularity mean? It means the point of no return. Because when we have it, there's no going back. And what the AGI could do? Well, technically everything. And to be specific, it's said that it will be the last human invention. Because from the point of inventing AGI, AGI itself will do the later inventions, where people are not really required to do anything anymore. Because it's just way too smarter and way too faster. It'll also improve its own code, so it will be smarter and smarter. And this is the scary part. What if AGI decided that people are just too dumb to exist? This is one possibility. Or they are harmful for the environment, or harmful for themselves or just a waste of space. And nobody knows how AGI will think of humans, or how it will think in general, because as we said, these AI products are unpredictable. And assuming it will perform in optimal logic, what decisions will it take? There are too many decisions that we people take after considering our emotions, not only pure logic. But if the AGI was only about logic, what will it do? Other researchers say that AGI itself is not harmful. But what's really harmful is humans. Because they can be sexist, racist, and many bad stuff. And in order to produce the AGI, as we mentioned earlier, we need to give the AI a data to train on. And since we are giving the AI data from people and from humans, it will inherit these biases and these negative traits, and thus it will become super harmful. And not to make you scared, but this already has happened. I mean, in the small artificial intelligence models, not AGI yet, because we don't have it. But when scientists try to create artificial intelligence models for some purposes, for example, select job candidate from candidate's pool, they trained these AIs on the data from the selection of the previous humans recruiters in order to teach them that when you see such qualifications in a candidate, you should select them for the job. But unfortunately, they noticed after building these models that they started to be sexists and they started to prefer, for example, men for some certain jobs or reject applications from black people. And that was not based on logic, but it was because the data that they were trained on had some biases. Therefore, it reflected the human biases in the algorithm. And this is a huge source of fear for some researchers. And we've seen the language models like ChatGPT and BART 
getting out of hand on such topics sometimes, but they are over time trying to keep regulating them and taming them based on the ideal norms, so they don't have such biases. But even now, after the excessive regulations, people are saying that ChatGPT is woke and they are having a high liberal tendencies. Just because the humans regulators are trying to push these ideas into the language models. And what we can guarantee is that the AGI will have unlimited power over us because it will have access to the internet and it will be better than the best human in every single domain. Like it will be better than the best hacker in terms of cybersecurity. Or it will be better in grifting and social manipulation than the best grifter out there. And many people are concerned about their abilities to generate enhanced pathogens, which means like manipulate some viruses DNA to generate new epidemics or pandemics. I mean, they will have this ability, I'm not sure if they're gonna use it, this is the question. Because they are super smart and super fast. Yeah, beating the word chess champion in 4 hours of learning, it's not easy. Ask me. And this is still the baby AI. And all of this not to mention the arms race and inventing new weapons. That could be beyond our imagination. But not to be all pessimistic, many people are optimistic and they see it as the solution for everything and it might find cure for cancer and many persistent illnesses and chronic disease and it will provide many new inventions that will make humans' lives easier. And where it's true that it could replace our jobs, but at the same time it will provide us with everything we need and it will work for us so we don't have to work anymore and we will get food and shelter and everything we need without doing anything. So it's complicated, but for certain, the AGI will be the last human invention. But it could be in two cases. It could be the last human invention and later on AGI will take care of humanity and life will be prosperous, where people don't have to do anything and just live happily ever after. Or it could be the last human invention and humanity will exterminate. So how things are gonna play out? Nobody knows. But certainly, many people believe that it's not the end and it's still controllable. And we can achieve AGI with some regulations and we will be able to completely control it to our benefits. So let's hope for that. And as we wrap up our journey in the artificial intelligence world, it's clear that this technology is reshaping the way we live, work and interact with the world around us. And while it holds immense promise, we should also stay vigilant about its dangers. So I hope you learned something new and you are as curious as me to see how things will unfold. And that was it for today. See you next time.